Hey, have you been thinking about starting a podcast? And have you done your research? And they've told you that you need to buy certain equipment? Well, if you want to start off a podcast the cheapest way, I'll tell you to download Anchor. You can create your own cover art, you can record episodes, you can edit your episodes, and you don't even have to worry about distributing your episodes. Anchor will do it all for you. They'll send it to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. So I encourage you to download the Anchor app if you're interested in creating your own podcast. Hey, welcome to the Mental Block with Shelby. So today I'm going to be interviewing my good friend Megan, and we're just going to be talking about um, what this election meant to us. Like, I know for some people, like, they're tired of talking about the election, but for others, um, I can say it meant a lot, especially for me. So I'll go on and explain that a little bit later. But for now, let's see um, how Megan felt about the election and where she stands. So Megan, um, uh, how... How has this election been for you, like this whole campaign year? Um, I mean, it's been incredibly stressful, um, you know, add on top of a, a, a global pandemic, um, which I don't think anyone was, I mean, I know that I was not expecting anything like that. Um, so to have that on top of this really important election, um, it was very stressful. Uh, is really and overwhelming um, because it really felt like there was never any relief um, from the stress or the um, kind of overwhelming sense of dread. Because every time you turn on the news or every time you check your phone, there was something new. Um, every day I felt like this year there was something that topped the day before. Um, and so this election and the you know kind of unforeseen we we're we have a predicted outcome but you know the fact that we haven't been able to certify it just yet um is still kind of nerve-wracking but um there's some relief to it um especially uh knowing what the the predictions are yeah i i understand how you feel i know i have read articles where people like the last four years have been um I guess, polarized. So have you felt any of that? Well, so I actually, I moved out of Virginia um, at the very end of last year. Um, And so, no, no, it's okay. Because I've, I still have good friends there. And I still, um, you know, keep up with the news in in the town that I was living in. Um, And it's so it was such a, a, a polarizing, like you said, polarizing time for for that town, they had um, multiple rallies and marches, both for Black Lives Matter and other, you know, opposites or uh, opponents of that, I, I guess. Oh. Um, and so that, watching that kind of transpire from from the, the liberal state of New Hampshire was incredibly um, heartbreaking. My friends felt the same way and living in that town and they were able to show their support um, for, you know, Black Lives Matter and um, and were able to let their voices be heard. But um, watching Virginia kind of, you know, go through that turmoil um, is is difficult. But knowing that 
you know, that the, there is a light at the end of the tunnel is, is a good Okay. Feeling. So, I mean, um, for you, how do you, well, let me rephrase that. So do you believe that um, if people who live in more of, I should say, the red states, um, do you believe that those individuals receive different messages about um, elections than we do in blue states? Oh, if you look at um, the map of uh, the results and looking at each state, even even the blue states, if you look at it from a um, from a district, like looking at it from that, you can see that there really was a large part large areas of red, but because the population is centralized in these blue areas, um, you know, that's what's, that's what's important. We talk about, you know, if you look at the map, it looks kind of scary to see a lot of red states, but, um, or blue states, but the fact is, it's where the people are. It's not the land necessarily that's voting, it's the people. Um, so looking at it from that perspective, you know, you can really see in those rural areas um, that it tends to lead more red. And those are maybe areas that aren't getting, um, you know, as much education as they should about the election. Um, or in the same light, you know, those areas that are really urban and, um, you know, like more of the city types, they may be getting news that's skewed a certain way. Um, you know, we do have biases, whether we want to admit them or not. Um, so I think that that's, you know, being able to understand, you know, the other side, I think that's, that's really important here. Um, whereas, like leading up to the election, it became so polarized. Um, you know, it was, okay, well, if, you know, don't know who you're going to vote for, or, you know, if you already know who you're going to vote for, there's no reason in me trying to talk to you about changing your mind. And so I think a lot of people went into the election with that kind of mindset. So now that we're out of it and it may work for what, who you voted for, or it may not, but now we're at the point where these things need to start changing. Um, and, and the, new power or whoever the um, the new president-elect, once it's certified, is coming in, that change of power needs to happen if that's the case. And so um, being able to come together to really, I, I know people keep throwing this word around, but healing the nation, I think, is really important. Um, we have become so polarized that we're no longer understanding compassion for the other person. Um, or the other side. And I think that that's, that's something that, you know, no, no side is, is doing less or more of. I think that together as Americans, that's what we need to have more compassion and empathy. For yeah, people. we need to become the United States. Um, I do know that um, with this, I guess, what our current president, that we do have a new court justice that was put through. And I know for me on a mental level, it was scary because um, I can say for me, I know they were going to be going up against for the, the health care. And I know that as a new parent, 
as a person who doesn't make a lot, like I have um, state health insurance and that was, you know, that's the ticket item. And this person more so leans to a very conservative side and has been very outspoken about Obamacare and um, health care for all. Um, so I know for me, it was, you know, I've been watching the news to see how that's going because my health care matters as not only as a new parent, but just for myself, especially with my mental health. Um, so how about you? How, how does that affect you or does it affect you? Oh, absolutely. Um, it is a scary time. Um, I want to have um, kind of hope uh, for Justice Coney Barrett that she will not take her views, her personal biases into account um, now that she is a Supreme Court justice. Um, so, you know, you and I have talked before. I am, um, you know, a, a, a proud pansexual woman. And so the idea of um, gay marriage becoming not legalized, um, their repealing of that or the discussion of repealing that um, is, is a scary thought for me because it may mean that I might not be able to be married to my partner in life who may or may not be of the same sex as me. And so that is really, has been really nerve wracking and scary um, for me. So especially after, immediately after um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed, they, two of the Supreme Court justices were discussing already um, bringing that case back um, and putting it under review. And so that's, even scarier, um, and especially with the current administration and their lack of, um, I don't know if it's just human compassion or what, but their lack of um, rights to members of the LGBTQ community um, from a president who claims to be the first pro-LGBTQ plus president, which is not, un, not, not true at all. Um, it's, it's a scary thing, but I'm hoping for the future and looking to the future, um, with the, the president, with president elect Biden, um, that that won't be a danger anymore, or there would be more discussion about it before it becomes. Yeah. An issue. So also I do know that you work in the healthcare field. So with, I mean, Granted that you're not like on the front lines, um, but this pandemic still has affected you in the work that you do. Um, how has this been for you with this administration and their handling of that? Oh gosh, it's been incredibly frustrating. Um, I, yeah, working, I work in a hospital. I work, you know, on, on not necessarily on the front lines, but we do treat COVID positive patients every so often and you know this new wave that's coming they're really you know we're getting worried um and the fact that this administration continues to push out the fact that we should be opening more businesses and opening things up and letting things get back to normal well that's not where this is heading the virus is not allowing us to get back to normal and so it's incredibly frustrating um, as a healthcare worker um, to be in this during this pandemic. We are tired and burnt out and it's 
incredibly frustrating to watch people who don't do this every day make those decisions for us. Um, you know, and especially with this, um, with the current administration and the current um, Senate that we were able to um, confirm a new Supreme Court justice, but we couldn't pass a bill to help with the stimulus because of the pandemic and the fact that, you know, certain things seemed to, seemed to take priority over others. Um, it's just a disservice. Um, and it's, it's unfortunate. To yeah, see. I know that um, here in Connecticut, like basically we are rolled back to 2.1. And if the numbers keep going up, then it looks like we may shut down again soon. But I do know, or I have read um, that with the current administration that we do have that they are against another shutdown. Um, because of what it does to our economy. Um, how do you feel if New Hampshire were to shut back down or if you guys shut down? Um, they have, so the the area that I live in, they've been pretty good about cases so far. Um, but now because we had opened up in the schools, we're not 100% remote. Um, we've had quite a few cases be spread through the school. Um, so that was tough. So I, I'm not against closing again um, in New Hampshire. I think that if that's what we need to do, then that's what we need to do. Um, and we can't just, <laughs> we can't just go back to normal and people who are upset about that. We just, you know, just we we did so well back in the beginning. Like let's let's just go back to that and hope that it go, you know, that it can go down again. Because this fighting it is not gonna be fighting it in the way that we're trying to fight it is not Yeah, I can I understand that. And so we need to we need to bring it back to those stricter um you know, those, those more restrictions, I think. Yeah. Cause point. I know like they call it uh quarantine fatigue, at least that's what they've have coined it as. But, um, for this election, um, I know that you said like the LGBTQ plus, um, issue being on the table mattered to you, but I did see like on Facebook, you know, I'm a little nosy, but I did see on Facebook that, um, that we have some friends that we were in school with and that there was like some, I don't even think it was really bickering, but just that one person supported Trump and one person supported Biden. And um, I know I commented and it was a very, I asked a very innocent question as to how Trump, in their opinion, um, supported their beliefs and how Biden, in their opinion, did not. Um, I never got a response about that, but I do know that you commented uh, on that as well. Um, so what were your thoughts about seeing like friends or people who never um, argued before argue about this topic of who the next president of the of the United States of America should be? It's so interesting because you have we we live in this world, like you said, this polarized world that that people are going to be ridiculed or harassed because of who they voted for and you know i don't i don't believe in you know shaming anyone but you have to look at those people and say you know like you've asked you know what what about the current administration 
makes you want to continue this way. Um, and, you know, seeing people's reactions to things, um, you really see their true colors. And that's, that's a hard thing, um, especially when it is people that you considered friends. I know I've had friends and family that I've had to either unfollow or unfriend or just mute for a while um, because it's, it's not even just the, you know, difference of opinion. You can like pineapple and uh, ham on your pizza. That's cool. I don't. And we can agree to disagree. But if I think that someone should have a basic human right that you have and you disagree with that, that's not a that's not an agree to disagree moment. That's a you're being biased. And so I think that we need to be we need to have some kind of compassion and empathy for those people, but we also need to know where to draw the line because we know that it gets to a point where it's just it's just toxic. It's just a bad, bad relationship. Um, be around. Yeah, I do understand that. But um, for like the last four years, well, three under this administration, um, how has it impacted you? And I'll I'll explain how it impacted me first, um, if that's okay with you. Okay, so sure. I know for me, um, when I first found out that that Trump was going to be president, like I was shocked. Um, but I wasn't. I wasn't like, oh, well, you know, just I didn't, you know, it didn't affect me, I guess, the way this um, has affected me. But I do remember I had a co-worker that came into work just crying. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, what the hell is she crying over? I mean, like, the man is going to be president. If they like him, they'll elect him again. If they don't, then he'll leave. And at that time, I didn't take it as serious. And I can tell you within these last couple of years, it has affected me more so on the level of um, a, the the social justice and how um, African-Americans and um, brown, black and brown, Latino, whoever um, are being treated and how um, our current administration has, has not talked against it. And for me, that bothered me the most. Like I get like people like, oh, well, Trump, he did this for our, you know, I, I, for some people, he has done really great things, and I'm happy that he's done those great things for those people, and they are able to stand in that. But I can honestly say for me, um, being African-American, um, that this administration scared me to the point where I thought we were actually going back to, like, to the 1950s, where, like, being black or brown was just, like, you're automatically a target you know, just a target for me. Oh, this is target practice for us. It's okay for us to do this to you because of how you look and, or us to talk to you any kind of way because of how you look. And I believe that this administration in these last couple of years has scared me to the idea that I didn't realize how racist um, this country still was, how misogynistic this mm -hmm. country still was. And the sad thing about it is it bothered me so much so that like I like I said in one of my podcasts before, like, you know, I graduated with my master's and I like, you know, I'm obviously feeling like I'm like I've done something really great, but I never thought that I would have my race would be such a triggering thing for me. I've been black all my life. You know, I've dealt with racism on like a, a small scale, but just seeing it blatantly done and for people to 
to kill black folk. And this is things that we know happen or been happening, but for it to be, I guess, broadcasted to almost in a sense as to where it's you're trying to almost normalize it is what made me feel like I had to do something this election, also being a new parent with a black son. So that was my reasoning for, um, or my thing of what really pushed me to make sure that I got out there and voted. And this is why it really mattered to me. So um, that's where I stand. But what about you? Yeah, so it, it's difficult. So leading up to 2016, I, and I have no problem sharing this, I didn't vote for Trump. I didn't want Trump. Um, he had multiple sexual allegations um, against him at that point. Um, the um, He had openly mocked a um, disabled reporter. He, um, you know, just bullies everyone. And watching that, I'm like, why would anyone want this person as the leader of the free world? Like, it just didn't make sense to me. And it was declared that he had won. I was that person that went to work the next day and cried because I knew that, you know, all of the people that he was making fun of and commenting about and all of these things, I knew that it was, that it was true that, you know, this was a not, not a good person. And, um, you know, the crackdown with ICE and the detention centers and, then it was the um, the military ban on trans people, um, and it was all of these you know these restrictions or um, these exclusions of people, um, and it just kept getting worse and worse. And it was very clear from the start that you know me as a white woman that grew up in a middle-class, you know, area that I most likely would not be getting, not be super affected because of the privilege that I had, but being part of, you know, being an ally to others, as well as being part of the LGBTQ community, it was so hard to watch all of this happen. And so all of that, you know, cumulatively into the last four years, have just solidified more that I just we're we're in a toxic relationship with this with a president we it's like an awful relationship where you know he calls you drunk at 3 a.m to tell you what a horrible person you are and then he'll you know give a stimulus check and say oh it's okay now I'm sorry I did that but then he still goes out and does a horrible thing the next day and so I feel like we had all of these red flags in the election of the 2016 election and people just chose to ignore those red flags. And some people truly got them once he was in office and they decided to switch and, and not vote for him. And I applaud them for understanding that. Um, but like in this the 2020 election, 50, 51% of white women voted for Trump which just blows my mind. I don't understand how you could hear the things he said about women in general and what his administration has been trying to do, trying to, you know, get rid of 
um, defund Planned Parenthood and, you know, restricting abortions and things like that, which are just, you know, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I know, like, for that, like, um, and even then, like, because a lot, for me, I try not to, like, I always say, I try not to talk about politics, but politics is a part of you and I's job in reality. Like, I work in a mental health field, which is still a part of the health field, you know, and um, for me, like, I have, I deal with clients that deal with the restrictions and the shutdowns and everything that he has done. Um, I deal with them on that level of how it is affecting their mental capacity their day-to-day living um so i understand that and then even when we talk about the abortions and things like that um and it brings me to the point where i um i know on social media where people have been like i can't vote for um biden or i can't even be a democrat because they believe that people um should have abortions and i always have i always tell them um, one or two things. So the first thing um, is that just because they believe in pro-choice does not believe does not mean they believe in abortion. They just believe that you right. should have the right to choose what you want to do with your body. The second Absolutely. thing that I usually say is, well, I've been saying in 2020 is how people feel as though like we don't have the right to tell them what to do with their bodies, so they shouldn't have to wear a mask. Well, just replace mask and and put abortion in like so i don't have the right to tell you what to do with your body you know because you want an abortion so i think that that people have to realize that if you want the right to like i don't i shouldn't have to wear this the government shouldn't mandate that they don't have they can't run my body then that's the same thing as telling a woman what she should or shouldn't do with hers and i don't think that they have looked at it that way um also what i do notice that some people try to use christianity against that and i know like more so like i when i was younger i followed christianity to a t and despite of it all like we're supposed to love one another and i think that that's where people get lost in translation um around the christianity piece is that if we're supposed to love one another despite what you have done whether i agree with it or not i'm not supposed to judge and i'm supposed to still love you so i think that's what um where I try to move out of is the source of love. And also I think that people who have not had to face these certain, certain situations shouldn't be allowed to speak on them. So for a room full of men or whoever to make a decision about what a woman can do with her body sucks. And even when people think about it, people with money, some people don't have children or decide to go through with abortions because of the medical aspect of it maybe the financial aspect of it, or maybe even a mental health aspect of it. And I don't think that we have the right to tell them what they can or can't do. Um, And that's where I really am strongly, that's where it really threw me off. Like I, um, I have said it many of times, I didn't want children, but uh, if I really (laughs) didn't want them, I would have been protecting myself the way I needed to. But um, I, I ended up pregnant and I personally don't believe in abortion, but I believe you should have the right to do that. I have my son now, but if I was in a position where um, they would have told me he was going to be born with some type of something where he would basically um, have to have medical services for the rest of his life, I think that I would have to sit down and really think about if I wanted to him to have that quality of life. Um, so I think that 
until we are in that situation or in, in their shoes that we don't have a right to make that decision. I mean, that's just where, that's just my beliefs and where I stand. I mean, people are allowed to believe what they want. No, I, I agree. Absolutely. That, I mean, and that's the thing, representation matters. You know, you look at, um, you know, the, the, the Supreme Court justices, you know, there's only been, what, four women now in our, you know, in the lifetime of, of the Supreme Court. And so that's, you know, the fact that we're, we've only had four is just, it's insane. But you think about, you know, the original constitution needed amendments. That's how we got the amendments. So, you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for all men, where men are created equal, didn't include women and it didn't include people of color. And so, you know, I think that that's okay for us to take a step back and say, you know, maybe we need to work on this a little bit and work work on our, ourselves as a nation. Yeah. So I, like I said, like, I really, because I have to, because I work in a mental health field, I, I feel like I have to view the world um, through multi, through, I guess, multiple lens um, because of the different people that I come across in my life and um, how they view the world and how this world has affected them. And I shouldn't even say world, like living here in America, how our culture has affected them and what they think they should be or aspire to be and how to help them navigate. Um, so I know like with this election, it meant a lot to the, the kids I work with, and I should say young adults that I work with because um, they are black and brown. Um, they do have their different struggles and um, having to sit here and actually wait for um, the president to, to concede kind of sucks. And also having that long drawn out ask. Um, um, counting of electoral votes mm -hmm. irritated me. Um, I know for me during that time I had a sinus infection. So now all of a sudden, you know, because of COVID, if you're sick, stay home. Whereas before it's like, if you're sick, still come in. Um, oh, yeah. I, had to, <laughs> I had to stay home. So on top of being sick or under the weather, I was sitting there just watching. I mean, the night that um, that that they were counting, I stayed up to like three o'clock in the morning, just like, oh, waiting for, for them to tell me mm -hmm. who won. And I was afraid to go to sleep because last time when I voted for Hillary and I went to sleep and I woke up, Trump was the president elect. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not going to sleep. Oh, <laughs> I definitely had that. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to sleep. Um, and I know like for me, I was like, damn, maybe I should have took an extra anxiety pill or something. But I know that for me, it mentally... I woke up and I called my friend and I just broke down crying. I was like, these people are not done. Like they're not, they're not done yet. What about my son? Like, and then my son's father and his profession and what he does. And he's a black male and I have to worry about him leaving this house. And like, I broke down and I cried and I'm not the kind of person that just cries. Like I'm one of those people, like I'm, I'm more so like, um, I guess, internally emotional. So like, I'll cry on the inside, but never really on the outside. Right. So like, I mean, that's how bad my anxiety was um, for me. So how, how was that weight for you? I mean, it was, it's still, I still feel like, you know, just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, cause we still won't, um, I can't remember what state, but they have their deadline is December 1st, I believe. 
Um, so we still have quite a few quite a few days to wait until they're actually certified and it's announced. Um, so just kind of that in limbo of just waiting for them to call it, I think is hard um, for people, but you know, knowing that that people are trying hard and, and you know, the voter fraud issue there from the reports that they're hearing is that nothing, nothing is out of the ordinary. So, which is a good sign. Yeah, and then I do know um, for this election um, that, I mean, we've had it where they've had to count votes before in previous elections, but for this one, it was just really, it just felt like this administration was trying to like very undermine everything um, that that America has put in place to ensure our equality, our, our equity, in a sense. Not saying that America has always been equal and is very equal, but when it does come to voting, they have tried, um, and even within this last year, they have really tried to make it more um, equal and easier to access, especially within this pandemic. And I mm -hmm. feel like this administration really tried their hardest or is trying their hardest to undermine that. Do you feel as though that's happening? Um. For me, I I don't, but that's that's how I I'm viewing it, and I know that, like we said, people that felt the other way are going to continue to feel that way, and so mm -hmm. um, I think that, you know, keeping it keeping it open until the deadlines there that are necessary is is fine and fair, and I think that that's you know, if you don't want to concede until it's been certified, that's you know that's your prerogative, but you know, it, it's going to happen sooner or later. <laughs> so. Just wait on it. Just wait on it. Yeah, really. It's hard, but wait on it. No, I feel you. The only reason I say, uh, as far as like undermine, um, and I feel like, like I said, like I always, it, it sucks because I feel like now I have to always bring up my race in a sense, but it is it's been a big factor and I, and I realize it will always be a big factor whether I want it to be or not and I think that in most of the populated areas where you do have the African-American communities um the younger the the you know the younger generation um and the, it has been that like we've carried this election in a sense and I hate to say that but that's how it feels that we carry this election in a sense that like we saw what was happening to us and we rallied together to make sure like that people that fought to ensure that we could vote and to make a change for us, that it was not done in vain. I mean, the day that I went to vote, I had posted on my Facebook about like how in the 1960s when I had the, um, the civil rights movement, how they were taking pictures. These pictures were not taken just because they wanted them to be taken. They were taken in the sense that like, this is what we're going through. Don't forget. That's the whole reason why, even in today's society, why we take photos is because, like, girl, I look good. Like, I want to remember this. And that, that's why I feel like they took those pictures just so that going forward that we will never forget the fight. And I think that more so is what I, I felt as though, like, that I will never forget the fight that they had to fight. I mean, when I went to go vote, they were playing – um. Uh, the I have a dream speech. They were playing mm -hmm. that um, because 
like for my, I, obviously I live in like well it's probably not too obvious but I live in a very uh black neighborhood <laughs> um so for us it was like it meant something to us like when I was standing in that line it felt like and I felt it like we were all from different things we all support different things but we knew as a community we had to come together if we wanted to see a change and I think that's what I love so much about it. I mean, granted, this this year sucked, but having, I guess, feeling the unity of us coming together to create a change and being able to see that done on a scale. I mean, like, Georgia is blue. Georgia is blue. Exactly. <laughs> and I think that's what it really, it felt great. I mean, um, to see that and to feel that because I, I for me, I know African-American people, our communities always get hit the hardest as to how like, oh, we never organize. We never do this. We never do that. But in reality, I, I, I think that sometimes people give us the shit end of the stick and, and underestimate what we can do. And I think that this administration really tried to undermine that for us because they were trying to stop the votes in Pennsylvania. You know, oh, you guys need to do a recall count here, you know, in the areas that we're voting. You know, like basically you were targeting our areas. And mm -hmm. I think for me, that's why um, it felt like you're trying to undermine, you're trying to tell us that our voice doesn't matter. And that's how I took it. And that's why it just was like, you see, and that's why I was sitting at home like, you see this shit? <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's why I was sitting at home. And that's how, I mean, that's how I felt. Granted, you do have black people that have voted for Trump that I do know voted for Trump and mm -hmm. they're entitled to to feel how they want I have not spoken to them and I, I probably now I should speak to them and see how they really feel now but um at that point I just didn't want to be triggered so I, that's why I really didn't reach out because I I was I try to move out of um I try to move objectively as much as I can but for this election I I took it personal I'm not even gonna lie <laughs> well I think I think it's hard I think it's hard not to um because you know it's your right as an American, and and I think that that you know talking about fraud and you know things like that with them trying to undermine the justice system that we have in place, I think it it feels like an insult to to the American people. Um, but knowing that you know the representation that we're going to have with the incoming administration. Um, you know, between just between, you know, just with the VP, you know, how many um, different worldviews that um, that Kamala Harris is going to have and be able to give with that administration and from the, the cabinet members that they're talking about selecting and things like that, um, you know, more diversity um, is absolutely necessary and I think it's really going to happen with this administration and, and more voices are going to be able to be heard. Um, so I think that's, you know, something to look forward to. Yeah. And then I know, um, I know for this, for the newer administration, or at least that we're crossing our fingers for, um, mm -hmm. for them, I do know that um, you do have Joe Biden, who is more of a moderate um, liberal and you have, Pamela Harris, who seems to be more liberal, liberal, you know, like progressive liberal um, yeah. with the with their administration. And if the Senate does not turn, 
Um, how do you feel about that? Do you feel as though they're gonna they're gonna have a harder time pr- moving things forward or proving or keeping promises? I mean, I think it's gonna be difficult um, if you know if we keep having this you know um, back and forth of um, you know having these ideas and then it being kicked back in the, from the Senate. Um, but I, I think if we are tr- truly trying to keep an open mind and trying to help heal the nation after this global pandemic, I think, um, you know, people just need, we need to compromise and come together about things and not, not be so divisive. Yeah, not go so hard because that's what, like, that's what I, I, that's how I feel. I feel like that you're going to have some people that, um, that Biden and Kamala or Camilla may lose as supporters because they, oh, they said they were going to do this and they, they may not be able to push it through this time. They may need another four years. And I'm not saying that I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm just saying that, that may have to happen that way because I can tell you, um, being African-American, when we voted for Obama, um, we thought that he was going to be gone, be able to go in there and change everything. I mean, he did, to me, make some good changes. Some of them I didn't care for. But for the most part, I think he he did what he could do. Um, right. And at the time, I didn't realize um, how important it was to have a Senate that that was um, that was democratic. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. Um, and I think with this election, and this is what I'm saying, like this election um, year was tough on me personally, but also it made me do a lot of, um, it made me do a lot of research and, and to teach myself things. Like I had to teach myself civics all over again. <laughs> um, so I think that it, it did bring a, uh, some good about it because it made me, have to really learn about what it meant um, to be an American and and what this democracy really means and what this democracy is supposed to uphold and if it's being upheld to the standard to which we have um, which we have worked hard for to get to and if it was being torn down and I think for a lot of people um, this election allowed them to do that and for also a, a large number of people um, because of social media, they did not go beyond what was stated on social media, which I believe caused a lot of polarization. Um, and what do you think about that? Like, do you think social media helped with the polarization or do you think it was something else? Oh, no, I mean, I think it certainly helped to divide more people. Um, and I, I, you know, education is important. You see your uncle posts a status about something or other and a bunch of his buddies comment on it and then you look it up and that none of that is actually true but it's the same thing for whatever you know you you post yourself you have to you know look you have to verify that things are are true um because you don't want to contribute to the to continuing to share false information um so i think you know some platforms i think were trying to work on that and you know identify false claims as they were happening um i know that twitter has done that quite a few times um and facebook has as well um so i think in that aspect it's helped with some of the fact checking but 
Um, as far as people's views, I think it's, it becomes the, well, if you're not, if you don't agree, then you're against me. And that's not the case at this point. Um, I think that we, like I said, need to kind of come together and move forward um, together. Yeah, I agree with that. I just think that um, I really honestly do think that it does need to be taught uh, how to go back and do our own research and not to take everything that we see at face value and also to um, look at the opposing views and really try to question that. And I think um, when you do have that college education, not saying that you don't get it in high school, but more so that college education um, it has that edge because we all have to take research methods. And I think that class is what really, I don't really care for research unless it's like neuropsychology. I'm not going to lie. But that class um, really taught me how to look for research and how to kind of move objectively in a sense, like how to, how to, I guess, look at the other side, whether I agree or disagree and to, to see what they're saying and then see what I like about mine and then come to a conclusion. Um, And I think having that, that skill is, is because I went to college and I'm not going to say I didn't learn it in high school, but I feel like more so in college is where it got pounded. Like you need to do this. And it's just like, Oh God, again. But I really do think that that put the edge on there for me. And that's how I really tried to move. I really tried to move from a space of, um, love and understanding like i'm not saying that people who support um trump's administration are like the worst people i do think that um if certain issues don't affect them then then they could care less and i i've been there like i said in 2016 when he was elected for president like this girl is crying and i'm like i don't know what the hell she's crying about like mm-hmm. you know what I'm, I'm like i'm i was wondering I'm like i don't know what the hell she's crying about but okay but now i i mean today i get it and at the time, it was like, oh, that doesn't affect me. And I could tell you, like, even though I've always voted, um, I always felt as though being African-American that it didn't matter who was in office, um, that my life would would not get any worse or any better, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, and, and it wasn't until this administration that, like, I felt it. I'm like, oh, this shit is getting bad. Um, and I think that's more so as Americans and just as people that sometimes we move out of. And I didn't realize that I was moving out of that that kind of energy until I had to sit down and say, why does this election really matter to me? And why hasn't it, why hasn't any other election mattered to me so much? You know? Yeah. Like, like I think, you know, one of the biggest takeaways is just education, you know, being able to educate yourself from your perspective and from others um, because you're, everyone has their own, you know, biases, whether it's a conscious one or an unconscious one. And so being able to identify that and try to, you know, overcorrect it and try to get the other perspective, um, you know, I think is, is really important. Yeah. And then, um, for you, I know you say you had some family members or friends that that you actually had to, I guess, disconnect yourself from or put on mute. Um, f- going forward for today, um, with I guess Joe Biden as the president-elect, and it seems like he will be president, um, according to what the data is saying now. Um, how are those relationships going, or how like have you? How's that for you? 
Um, well, I think being in the pandemic, that's, that's a silver lining there because you don't have to socialize with everyone. Um, so being around those people um, or seeing what they were posting in, you know, in those kinds of stances, I don't have to see that anymore, which is nice. Um, you know, it doesn't mean that I wouldn't still be, you know, a friend to them. But at this point, um, you know, I don't get, I don't have to go, you know, at, at Thanksgiving and spend time with someone who, <laughs> you know, has, has said mean things to other people. I don't, I don't have to do that, thankfully, from, from being in a pandemic. But um, I, you know, it's hard, but being able to, put aside differences and, and being, being open, um, to learning from other people and just to be accepting, um, I think is, is a hard thing to do. Um, but it's really what we should be doing. Um, you know, we, for me personally, um, when Trump won in 2016, I was very upset and angry. Um, and so I understand how the other side may be feeling right now. And so trying to give the compassion that they may not have necessarily gave to me, but being trying to be the bigger person. Well, Megan, that that's a great thing for you to do because unfortunately, personally, I, it's very hard for me to be the bigger person being that like with my race and um, seeing people who have worn the MAGA hats mm-hmm. and um, what what that insinuated, especially when it came down to the treatment of um, black and brown people and the, the negative things that were said and how I have been treated and what I have experienced in this time. Um, it's going to take a lot for me to call myself the bigger person unless <laughs> unless we talk about in a physical sense <laughs> no but it's gonna take a lot because I like I, I can forgive people I can understand but one thing that I struggle with and is something I work on is that I can never forget how people make me feel and that's one thing yeah um is how people have make me feel and because like I said I'm a new parent and um I don't know if I could still call myself a new parent at six months but <laughs> hey because I'm a new parent um, and I have a son, um, and I have a nephew, and I have a fiance, um, and I have cousins, and I have a dad, and my mom, and you know anybody that's black or brown, um, for what that seemed like it stood for, um, and and what was allowed, or what was not, I shouldn't say allowed, but what wasn't spoken against in this administration, and what we what was, I guess, allowed to happen while everybody sat back and watched silently, um, it sucked. And for them to say that that systematic racism doesn't exist when you're not of someone someone of of any race, but like, you know, like Anglo Saxon white. Mm-hmm. Um and a and a white man at that, you know, then it's like for you to tell me that it doesn't exist, it is it, is biased. Right. And that's why I'm, so it, I'm glad with the new, the new administration that it feels like there's going to be a lot more perspective 
a lot more different perspectives to give, which is going to be helpful, I hope. Yeah, so that's what I like about it the most. Yeah. I mean, but for the most part, this um, this year has been crazy. Uh, um, there have been some good times. There have been some bad times. There have been some mad times, you know. <laughs> um, but seeing Biden win, I felt, allowed me to actually take a breath for this year. It actually actually allowed me to feel like some weight was lifted off my shoulder within this yeah. year. Uh, what about you? No, definitely. There there was a overwhelming sense of relief um, on Saturday when they were calling the last predict, you know, the predictions and, um, you know, things, things are looking good. And so um, definitely relief. There is a, still a sense of, you know, is there going to be a peaceful transition? Um, but like, like we said, you know, it's just, it's just a waiting game at this point. Yeah. So, I mean, that for me was it, like, um, like I said, this has been a very emotion, emotional roller coaster, is what we will call it. But, um, more so I think that, um, I am, have been able to take a breather and I can tell you that my mental health, like I kind of feel normal, even though we're in a pandemic, I kind of feel back to normal. Yeah. Um, I felt like for like the last year I had been living on edge. Um, <laughs> but I think for my mental health with this election, um, in the outcome of it so far that I'm actually doing a better, a lot better. That's great. And, and I feel this, you know, I feel the same. Um, there's definitely more, more optimism in the, in the air it seems like nowadays so that's it's a good feeling all right Manga. so before we close is there anything that you want to say any encouraging words or anything of that nature no i mean just you know try to be kind um you know people a lot of people <laughs> are unhappy at this point and so um you know try to try to give some compassion um where there may not have been any before um, you know, we're, we're all struggling and everyone struggles differently, but, you know, try to, try to have a little, a little kindness for, for even the person that may not agree. Um, it can go a long way. Yep. Once again, thank you for tuning into the mental block with Shelby. Um, you guys, I now have an Instagram, so you can follow me at mental block and that is block with two C's and no K. Um, feel free to reach out to me via DM. I do ask that you guys, if you don't like what I've said, that you let me know, but do it in a way that it can be informative and that we both can grow from the conversation. Um, lastly, like I always say, I encourage you to reach out to a mental health professional within your area. If you do not have one, Feel free to text the word HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741-741. Thank you guys and have a great day.